Hey, this is South Freckles from London, and you're listening to the Tissue in the Tape podcast, where everything is hip-hop. Respect, heat holders. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time. Oh, this is Tissue in the Tape. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Phil Maddox, Davis Backwards, Gandhi, Hip Hop 365. You know the time, it's the tissue and the tape. Adjust my tally and twine and design the great metaphors at a rate like cosplay. Don't need conventions to display my conviction upon day. MCs are rhythm and bit and peace like Gandhi. Four seat at the table, getting meals to lunch. Eight, no hunger strikes or kicks in tight spaces. Just sick lyrics to elevate and physically separates us. You can debate us, but get your weight up. We'll wait and meditate since we are great with patience. What's the diagnosis? We are great with patience and pop is contagious. Worldwide, but you're racist. Back with Davis, filled there's no basis. Cause tissue in the tape makes America the greatest. From beatboxing on slave ships, till we six feet in a box in a grave dip, we raise this culture. culture. Born to debone these vultures, picking the brains of the youth, mumbling that insults us. I post up with the rap radar that gets me vexed when he uplift trash like Charles S. That's complex. Wait, I can read between the lines, it's not hate to suggest they don't need to rhyme. We just take it back, or rather, choose to rewind when heat holders in the back of the twines is defense the bond. Diggy, Jax Beasley, Native Son, it's the faculty first. Uh. Filmatic. Yes, sir. We got some special guests in the house tonight, man. You already know, man. Without any further ado, man, tell the people who are about to have this this great conversation with. Man, uh, it's always great to uh, build with like-minded individuals. You know, I say it, um, we often call ourselves uh, Tissue in the Tape Podcast, the home of the MC. But tonight we got a we got a very, very special episode. This is this is the first time. This is this is history. This is the first time we're gonna have an RB artist, but not just an RB artist, uh, a phenomenal singer phenomenal MC and we also have a world-renowned DJ musical director uh ladies and gentlemen without further ado we have DJ dummy we have Moo Moo Fresh we have the vintage babies let's go you guys on the line and you know um there actually have been some requests to get um a more diverse um uh type of artist on here because uh you guys represent what um not only our listeners listen to or what they've been feeding for but also just what we love and respect so uh that's why we really just want to uh, get this conversation going with you guys we appreciate you coming on the line with us Nah, we're honored to be here, man. Appreciate that. Um, Phil, uh, you you put me on, um, and, and automatically me being the kind of the 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 head that I am, not just about hip hop. Like I, I was I was already on it. Um, tell the people, you know, just a little bit about um, 
just your love for what they're doing uh, as far as the vintage babies and, and what we're about to talk about tonight i mean it's just it's just quality music man it, it it's nothing better than hearing you know the the connection of harmony of rhythm of soul but you hear the passion in the music so when when I when I heard the when I heard the name DJ Dummy, I automatically you know you know how my uh, my mind works. First thing I thought about uh, Chappelle show, the food, right? right. And I'm wow. like, uh oh, uh oh, that's that's classic money. I mean, you you rose the light up. I mean, that's that's how, <laughs> that's how my mind works. Um, it, it's certain it's certain moments that you never forget. That's one of my all time favorite songs from one of my all time favorite albums. So. Mm that that moment sucks so every time i saw your name that i automatically check for anything that you were doing flash right. forward vintage babies I'll, I'll i'll be the first to admit i am not i'm not the biggest r&b dude but i love soul music i love i love the energy i love the feeling so i see dj dummy's name attached to this project i see this young lady i i've i've seen the name i raps but hold on she's singing right here and a lot of times that's that's not always that doesn't always go great this was amazing you yo your your mind blowing so when i hear the combination of the two uh my homie puts me on and i'm in love i'm rocking it then i gotta let my wife hear it that's that's the real test so (laughs) she she likes it so we we in the we we clean in the house we rocking the vintage babies, um, and that—that's how it—that's how it came. And then, so flash forward, you know, through a host of connections. Yeah. Tonight happens, and we live with y'all. Shout to Lexus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're here. This is it. We're here. So, so we want to get right into it. Um, for uh, for for how we do it, we like to get the origin story. But since you guys are our unit. How did how did you guys connect and just tell the people about how you guys originated to make uh, this duo? You want to start, Mamona? Nah, you can start. It's fine. Uh, well, again, we both have history before we got together. Mm-hmm. As far as Mamuna has worked with artists before. And I've worked with artists before and it came like we was always around the same circle. So I've seen her perform with the roots. I've seen her perform with Zap Mama. Like it's just I've seen and I'm watching her and I'm like, this lady is amazing. And well at the time this 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 little young lady was amazing. This <laughs> young John. Yeah, because she she was quite young. But <laughs> we never really like we would just say hi and I told her she was amazing and I left to go work we I was working with um with Common and then I got called to go do some work with J. Cole. So I left Common for a while and when I left Common that's when my Muna started working with Common on the road. So I came back when, you know, when I was done with Cole, I came back with Common. And then me and her started being on the road together with Common. We just became cool that way. And just like more and more, I started to see her talent build. And she released a few projects. And then she asked me to work on a mixtape with her. 
And actually, nope, before that, I asked her to write a song for an artist that I was working with. We gave the song to the artist. The artist, not that they didn't like it, they just, she's not even putting out any more records, period. So I'm like, I like the way she made this record. I like the way she wrote it. I like the way she referenced it. So I was like, ah, Mamuna, let's do another song. And we just did another song. And then she came to me and was like, hey, I like this vibe. Let's, can you work on a mixtape with me? So the few songs that we did, she put on the, on, on the mixtape and I just worked with her from there. After I heard the whole completed mixtape, I'm like, this woman is freaking amazing. <laughs> like, there's nobody doing what she's doing. There's pop artists. There's R&B artists. There's rap artists, but there's nobody who can master all three and perform. Yes. Mamuna on stage, her performance is unmatched. Yeah, it's 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 so heart filling. So I was like, okay, let's start working more together. And then she said, let's work on an album. I was like, okay, I'm absolutely with it. And yeah. then it, it was just, I mean, I'm saying it like this, but this was years and years and years going by. This was at least a good five, six years that okay, we just been. Now, what year are we talking about? Like when, when you guys decide like you're going to, you're going to do this out. Oh, well that started last year. Yeah. But when, when we, when we said we we're going to do the album, we knocked it out. I mean, I can't even say it took us a whole year because we weren't even in the studio at the same time, but maybe what, three times? Like I came out to LA, like two weeks wow. each, probably three times. And we recorded the whole project. Yeah, like we really sat there hours and hours and hours. But just the, just us working together, I was saying was building through years. Okay. But the album, the album itself, once we said, let's do an album, we did it. And it took it less than a year. Yeah. yeah really disciplined. Like when I flew out there, we just, yeah, we just knocked it out. And there was so much stuff happening. You know, a lot of the songs came from like conversations. Like, you know, I might just be like venting to him about something or, you know, we <laughs> discussing life and relationships and the music business and politics and all types of stuff. And a lot of, you know, those songs. Um, you know, you wrote right there in the studio just based on those conversations that we were having. Um, and and I, I truly feel that's why, like, not because we made it, but I feel that's why it's such a great project because it's real life. Like, it's not just, we, we just sat there and created stories. Like, every song on there came from somewhere. Like, from, like she said, from politics we was talking about Trump because like this was right when Trump was winning the election. Right. We, wow. we this was, the, this is why we was in the studio and Mamuna made such a great point as like us as black people, we done been through so much and we always come out on top. Like this is just how we, we this is how we're born. We, our DNA is made that way. So yes, Trump is going to win, but it's not the end of the world. Like we'll get over it. 
right. and that's where the song Shine Your Light came from because that's she was like she's like everybody's making all these political songs now but she's I she said I want to make a song that's that's saying yeah bad things are happening but let's just party anyway because this is what we do we're gonna get through this we're gonna make it by but we didn't yeah go ahead. I think like, kind of the most dangerous part of um heightened social political times is the fear that it creates in people and fear is uh debilitating is destabilizing Definitely. you know what I mean? like when you're in a state of, of and that's what i saw all around people were freaking out and losing their minds the day after the election and it was just a lot of fear like oh my god now we're gonna this is gonna happen that's gonna happen and, and you're creating scenarios that don't exist yet and you're putting yourself in a position where you can't even really be at your best or be at your highest because you have this idea that you know doom and destruction is coming and, and it's, it's going to be an insurmountable odd and and i'm like you know that's that's not where we need to be like we got to look at it from the perspective of we're god's children we guys people we're going to get through no matter what like you know the power that you have is the light on the inside you know as opposed to feeling powerless because you don't have political power or the person you want ain't in office you know the, the power that you have is the power that God gave you that no man can take away from you anyway. So let's deal with, you know, let's deal with ourselves and our communities and our, our perspectives from, from that point of view. You know, like taking our power back. Like him being in office don't change anything. It doesn't, the situations that we've been dealing with, we've been dealing with him and we're going to continue to Absolutely. deal with him. And he, he's irrelevant when it comes to what we have to do for our own communities. You know, so... So true. Yeah, that's really kind of the perspective where you're coming from. And that's exactly how the song came about. Like that, exactly what she's saying. It was like, okay, I'm gonna write that in a song, and <laughs> that's how the song came out. So, so you, it sounds like you guys were just having conversations during these sessions, and yeah, um, and, and it manifested in in the writing and, and the, also the music too. So yeah, yeah, that, that's dope. Now, is that how your, your um, this is a question for both of you guys, is that how your music generally comes along or, is, or is, was this a unique situation because of the climate that, that we're currently in? No, I think, I mean, for me, yeah, writing is always, it may not always be conversational because I mean, you know, before me and Dummy were working together, it may not be, I might be by myself and have nobody to talk to. I had to talk to myself about it. But it generally is, it has to do with the things that are going on around me or things that happen in my personal life. You know, most things that I write about, I gotta be like affected deeply, you know, in a way to write about it, you know, to really kind of tap into something real. Yeah. Yeah. Us being together made it easier. Right. Like, most of the stuff on the album, Mamuna told me about, and I tried to create a track that fits what she's talking about like um i mean sometimes i had the track before before she told me and it and it just beautifully messed but like like i said this whole project mainly every song on there is a real situation it, coming from like i said from shine your light was how we were talking about it runaway was a story that she told me <laughs> um, um, never bring me down that like she went so hard on that song and that's because we was having a real conversation that she got pissed off at 
Because he wasn't agreeing with me and I got real mad. And no, and then and now I went to sleep because you know I don't like to stay up late. So and but neither one of us, so we normally like record during the day, but it was like taking me a long time to write this verse and I just kept going to sleep. And he woke me up at like three in the morning, like, yo, nigga, you gonna do this verse or not? I'm working home. <laughs> I was like, fine, man. It's like, what you like? You know what I mean? I was like, you waking me up. I was like, leave me alone. So I just went in the booth, like, tired. I was like, man, I don't really know what I got. It might be whack. I don't know. I fell asleep before I finished it. I'm just gonna throw something down. And I think, then we keep the reference track, dummy? Yeah. So what you hear, like, usually, you know, you, you do a reference track and then go over and perfect it. We kept the reference track because she was, was so mad. So irritating. Was, yeah. So <laughs> we, we just kept that. And, and that's what that's what made Never Let Me Down. I mean, Never Bring Me Down. And then the, so, so rough. The second verse to Never Bring Me Down is the verse I ended up doing at, on Tiny Desk over the practice at uh, August 3rd. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, we, we were definitely going to get into the uh, to the tiny oh. desk. Um, yeah. Because um, now, now I, I I heard you a while back um, doing your thing with the roots, you know, uh, don't feel right, um, the, you know, doing the hook on there. And uh, a homie of mine, he was like, you know, she, she, she raps too. I heard her, you know, I heard her um, doing some sessions and, you know, she raps. Okay, flash forward, I hear you on some things. I'm telling you, when when you did the tiny desk though, I, I I posted something before I even knew that this was going to happen. Before I even before I even knew this was going to be a thing, the only thing that I that I posted, she's better than a lot of y'all, <laughs> and 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 that's I I know you don't know you don't know us yet. That's we we are the, those guys that 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 analyze everything that everybody says. So when I heard it, I I had to I, I I immediately called my brothers like yo you got you got to listen to this. <laughs> he he was already on it. He was like he was like so. I'm a boss, no bitch suffix is necessary. Very hard body like Chevys. I'm colder than January. Hold all of your commentary. Don't need no more promissories. I told you that you ain't ready. Making deal with women of my caliber. If you can't control a bone, I own it, then you're mad at her. Walking by, smelling like your lang lang and lavender. My body is mine, sir. Gonna get a cavalier. How much do I owe you for what's already mine? I earned it. I work hard for every damn dime. Only concerned with my money being brought on time. The revolution popping off a more front line. Sometimes being a woman's like being black twice. I got a Green fire instead of rape, but you tell me to act nice. Look pretty, stay slim, don't talk loud. Don't think, don't feel, don't act proud. But if I'm at my lowest, how you 100%? God made woman and man for the balance of it. So will the real men please stand up and defend what God made? Signing off for love. Will the real men please stand up and defend what God made? Signing off for love, it takes. Take some pride. It takes some pride. Tell me about that moment, cause you blacked out. Like I, I don't know if you, you know you blacked out, but you, when you, when from somebody that's watching it, you can see the other people in the room seeing you black out, and, and the other people just like, hey, I'm, a, I, let me give her some space and let her, let her get this off. So, did, did you feel that in that moment? Like, kind of describe what was going uh, on. I don't really know. Um, I think I like. 
it's, it's a topic that means a lot to me because I lived through it. You know, I've had to suffer through it. I, I deal with it all the time in conversations and business dealings. You know, I deal with the bullshit. I remember like years ago, maybe when I was a teenager and I used to be on like different hip hop panels and I would hear women talk about what they go through and I did not understand them because at that time I wasn't going through it, you know, and I had a lot of, I, first of all, I'm, I'm, uh, I have eight brothers, you know, so I, uh, and when I came into the when I came into the music business, I started out in a rap group, you know, seven other guys or six, I think it's six other guys. So I feel like uh, even though I dealt with certain things within those constructs as well, but I was kind of shielded from, you know, some of the fuckery of the music <laughs> business. Yeah. And it wasn't until later on when like the group fell apart and I didn't have management anymore that I really started realizing like, oh my God, this is what they're talking about. This is horrible, you know? Um, and I moved away from home. So I, ain't, you know, have my brothers and stuff around me. Um, so it's something that, that means a lot to me and it, it bothers me when I feel like people don't understand or they can't sympathize with it and it's not a part of, uh, of a general conversation. Like it's starting to become a part of the conversation, but there are still a lot of um, ingrown kind of uh, thought patterns and practices that people are just used to. You know, the same way like you would consider like white privilege. Like you're, you're if you're brought up in white privilege, it's just the way life is. You don't question your thoughts. You don't question how you deal with people, your preconceived notions, your behaviors. You, you don't. That's just life for you. You know, you are the predominant factor. You know what I mean? You are the, uh, you know, the, the stone that, that others break themselves against or, you know, whatever. So, um, I think just kind of doing a song, I mean, the song, the, the, the chords and it's like kind of emotional anyway. And, um, I don't know, I, it, it just, it, for me, it was like just having a conversation. It was important that, to have the conversation because it wasn't being had. I've, I've never had, had heard the conversation be had in a public space. You know what I mean? Where it mattered anyway, you know what I mean? Like as a woman, you, you'll talk to other women in the, in the dressing room about it or we'd be like, man, look, this is bullshit again. You know, you kind of mumble it under your breath because you, you don't feel like there's anything that you can do about it, you know? And uh, so to kind of be in that space where the whole event is about foregrounding women and it's about, you know, is this new era of let me, of let's hear what the women have to say, almost begrudgingly. I feel like it was necessary to be like, oh, y'all want to hear what we got to say? All right, well, look, this is the bullshit that's been going on for the longest time. What you going to do about it? Like, you know what I mean? It's like kind of just have finally having an opportunity to talk about something that is necessary. And it's, it's been on my mind for a long time, but nobody ever wanted to hear it. They just always told you, accept it. This is just the way it is. You know, it's how shit is. It's not going to change. So get with it. You know what I mean? Get down, lay down. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't even know that I really knew that it was going to be as impactful as it ended up being. I mean, like, I've had people, women in particular, like, calling me crying, just like sending me messages, really kind of going through it. And like, yo, like telling me their stories, just like, yo, thank you for speaking for me. And I mean, from all over different countries, like, yo, I could never say something like this in my country or just... It's, it has been, I mean, it's really just shown me the truth of the matter. Women are just suffering. You know what I mean? Like, it really has shown me, and, and I, I feel grateful. You know, I was raised Muslim, but 
I was still raised in a household where I was still able to kind of speak my mind and you know what I mean? Like the women in my family real strong, they real bossy, they like to fight and shit, you know. And, uh, so I was always kind of able to speak my mind, but like coming into the music business is a little bit different, you know, because sometimes you got to walk on eggshells and you got to, you know, um, you know, you know how the business is. It's, 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 <laughs> you got to be careful about what you say, what you do. You got to play the game and that that. So I don't know. Long story short, I, I can't say that I knew I blacked out. I was just like, oh, I can talk now. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go ahead and say how I really feel then. And well, well, I, I, yeah. I can I I can tell you firsthand as somebody with the daughter, as having younger sisters. Uh, my brother has a younger sister and an older sister. It, it what you did was way more powerful than you'll probably ever truly know. Mm. It, it it will resonate and continue to resonate. Uh, I. As as a man, I appreciate it for because I have a daughter, because yeah. I have younger sisters. So I wanted to say one thank you, and, and it was something that needed to be said because it's a conversation that we've had, particularly when we were talking about Rhapsody and how she'll never get the props she deserves because she is a woman. In fact, we we literally had the conversation or or a continuation of the conversation yesterday, right. and and it's just one of those things that that definitely needs to change and it's it's slow and a long time coming but but doing what you did it definitely has helped that well, let me say this let me, let me say this because there was it's something that 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 was that people didn't notice and maybe y'all didn't catch it either but when she wrote that verse especially after coming from the first verse that, that this is the second verse to the song yeah the way she starts it is not women not men bashing that's what that's why a lot of guys subconsciously like what she's saying right because she could have came off aggressive and been real you know fuck men this and that and it, mm. it could have turned away like yeah all the women would have loved it but the reason why the guys respected it so much because she starts off now don't get me wrong i love my brothers i give you all your property but don't be mad at me because i'm a showstopper so she didn't come off aggressively with it she came off and that's very important it, that, it, that 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 it was delivered that way and you know yeah. what because a lot of times when i see you know i go to or i'm at women empowerment events or, or you know they, they bring me different places to speak I think it's always super unproductive when women go on this tangent about how they don't need men. You cannot, life cannot go forward if we can't do this thing together. Like, do y'all understand that life stops if we cannot figure out how to do this thing together? So for me, it was really important that it's a conversation that we both have. Misogyny came in just because women are mad about it. If men don't understand and they, if you can't understand how I'm feeling and we can't not just have a conversation, but when you feel my heart, then you can start to make some changes. You can start to be more aware when you do things that are um, really destructive to my person. You know what I mean? It's like, until that happens, there's no progress. You can't move forward just because, you know, women are united or feeling themselves or, or you know, I mean, there's a lot of wonderful work women can do by themselves, but this collective consciousness of moving forward, it cannot happen without men men being on board with that. And I really want to drive that point home because 
feminism without conscious collective agreement without working on this thing together no matter what your sexuality and preference or whatever if we don't are not talking about balancing the masculine and feminine energy we ain't talking about shit nothing's gonna move forward so that you know i mean i wanted to to bring that to the forefront i mean there is no greater joy (laughs) in my heart than to really be heard on that because dummy no i i mean i was in the studio crying like so angry (laughs) so like to really see it come come full circle um it's just really it's really incredible man i just i i had no idea that it was that that it was going to, to be that impactful but i'm so grateful because you know you can you can go viral for anything you know what i mean you can go do some old dumb stuff you can be twerking you can be whatever but to go viral for something like this is like yeah it's so much more more special when you go viral for something that means something and, and it's and, Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, talk to him. Talk to him. We, we, we will, we will. Uh, as, as I, as I said in the opening, this is the home of the MC. This is the we, we started this show specifically because MCs that we love don't get the love that they should in the in the record, the record, uh, the recognition that they should um, in in the mainstream. So that's why we started doing this. So, yeah, you, the bars did not go unnoticed. Um, the message, the message was loud and clear, but the bars didn't go unnoticed either. I mean, um, and um, and I'm 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 gonna get to you, dummy. I promise. I got I got one more question. Go ahead, bro. For, for, uh, my Muna. Uh, yeah. I now now I know you. I know you're from the DMV, but I I hear a whole lot of uh two one five in in your talk. I heard you say. Oh. Oh, yeah, I, I heard you say John, and I'm from Philly, so so I, I so I love it. So um, so did you spend time in in, in Philly at yeah, all? I, yeah, I live. My son was born there. I lived okay. there for maybe like four or five years. Okay, I can definitely tell. I can. I, I just there's a couple uh, it's a couple of Johns that that flew up in there. You no, know, uh, too like yeah. You you said get down and lay down. I was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I know my son saying so much now when he on his he's he a silly boy now, so he <laughs> he be saying that all the time. Yeah, this my young boy. I'm like shut up. <laughs> so what part did you stay in? Man, I was everywhere. I, I lived in South Philly when I first came. I lived North Philly, like 29th and Gerard. I lived in Germantown, Shellingham, okay. like. Yeah, I live a lot of little places, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got a question for Dummy. Yep. It's kind of pertaining back to what um, my movie was just talking about, but how does it feel? Um, I know you've been a part of so many different um, situations and collectives. and Talk to us about um, if this one, obviously, just from the optics of it, um, with you guys being a group and, you know, you being a, a man and her being a woman, you know, it, it, you are automatically look at it and say, you know, this is a different type of situation. But um, talk to us about how it's been being privy to um, the type of energy um, that she brings, not only just um, with her music, but also just it seems like you guys have a really beautiful friendship. Um, can you let us kind of just give us a peek into like um, if you guys have a friendship outside of the music and, and how it's changed you over the years? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's way beyond 
just the music with us. Like even before, even before, like I said, we was we've been together, working together, but not as a group, just because of the artists we was working with. Yeah. And I would always tell her, Mamuna, do this on stage. You got to perform this way. Like, just just because I'm like, I see so much in her, but because I'm like, I want her to be a star. Whether And this is, again, before we was even a group. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I want her to shine because people need to see how amazing she is. So just as, I guess, the love I had for her, I would just be like, Mamuna, you should do this, or I need you to do this. My, and she would take it sometimes as me yelling at her, but I wouldn't yell at yelling at me sometimes. <laughs> but cool. but then but even outside of that like she know i mean anything like she comes to my house and she stay at my house like it's it, like it's nothing that i wouldn't do for her right and and bringing it into the music business i'm not gonna let anyone do anything to her right like if you're doing something to her you got to do it to me and you ain't gonna like doing it to me. So, and it's and it, in no way am I saying she's weak because that's not her. I mean, she is a Baltimore chick, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel it's my business as a man to protect her, as if I would protect my wife. You know, yeah, I appreciate that me so much. Like, and just even as an MD, like he just makes everything better. You know what I mean? Like everything he touches, he just makes it dope and makes it better. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, dummy. Like, it looks like you you pretty much work with everybody. At least everybody that I love, man. I mean, Common <laughs> Common's one of one of my all time favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, J. Cole, an amazing uh, performer. Um, just like I've seen him in concert a couple of times. I'm trying to think when 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 he was here with, with Trey. I don't think you were with him just yet. Oh yeah, um, I was with him. You, you I've been with him. Uh, I've been you, with since 2010. So okay, that, that's then, when he came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you were here. Um, all right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was that was the first show that I seen him at. Uh, um, was the Paradise Tour with, with Drake and, and yep. that show? Now you you did you were you the musical director for that one? Yes, I was. Yep. That, that's the one where like I, I I his music I was I was digging it, but that's where I became like a fan. Like cause uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm big into the the live performance. I I think if you have a great live performance, that that puts you a step above everybody else, which is why I like Common and the Roots and and so forth. So seeing seeing him live, it make it makes sense now. Um, and that was that was the first time J Cole used the band on that tour. So that, that we that's the first time we started and put the band together right there. So that that was that was your call to use the band. Um, he said he wanted to use the band, so I'm not gonna take that. Like it was his call, his call. But I I put the pieces together. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so tell me, so tell me what that, what that experience, because uh, one of, one of, one of our brothers, uh, DJ Rick G's, who, uh, who told me to uh, tell you uh, what's up, he said, he said, uh, when you guys were on tour with um, Pusha T and J. Cole, because he, he's the MD for, for oh. Push. Yeah, um, I know Rick, I, we, we did, a, we did a party together overseas. Yeah, yeah I, I know Rick, yeah, that's my man, yeah. yeah. 
that 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 that's our that's our guy that's our uh that's our music director uh, <laughs> okay um so he but he he was saying like you guys you guys put it together what's that experience like putting together like a show of like yeah, these are some pretty big you know this isn't you know your local club these are arenas and right. stadiums so like kind of walk us through that process a little bit of what that's like well first even like from an artist as big as j cole to you know whoever i'm working with even to our stuff the vintage baby when you performing you don't want audience to come and hear the same thing they heard on the album because it's gonna be like i could have sat home and listened to my ipod with this you know like i don't need to sit here so i can't stand rappers that rap over their tracks like you gotta be kidding me like if i wanted to hear that i i I don't have to pay this money to come see you so that's one thing i make sure that the music brings the, the music comes alive that's why it's called a live show so i when i when i put a band together i need to make sure that this band could take the song to the next level not take it away from how the music originally is but when we need to vamp out i need you to go for blood when when we do a break that's not in the original record i need everybody to be on one accord break at the same time come back on the same count or if we're going to switch the beat just for eight bars we all need to be in sync with it and you got to know when to do it so when i'm a music director i direct shows as, as if i'm djing a party so that's an advantage i have that i am a dj and i've been djing for years so when i put a show together i try to put it together as if i was rocking the party Speaking of rocking the party, um, from Brooklyn, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one one of the one of the one of the guys, uh, I, in fact, I, um, I, I was kind of uh, in contact with him uh, yesterday, uh, talking to uh, Smooth the Hustler, man. Oh my um, God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Glock on Cock Commander. <laughs> wow! Um, wow! So, so kind of, kind of, um, we we gonna we we want to get we we're big into the origin stories. Uh, we're Marvel Comics fans, uh, so we we like to get those origin stories. I know Smooth is a part of your origin story. Can you can you kind of give us that you know where that Absolutely. love comes in? Um, Smooth the Hustler was the second person I ever DJed for, like ah. to go on tour with, like out that whole when move was out with trigger the gambler the whole next level movement I, like i went from group home which was the first artist i went on tour with and then i met with smooth and i was with smooth the hustler for like two years and like smooth is probably one of the most incredible underrated mcs out there Absolutely. that's how we feel exactly like he is he yeah. is amazing but i get why the masses missed him because <sighs> Smooth didn't change and Smooth Smooth did a lot of writing for other people that people don't know about like he did a lot of writing for other people like Smooth was one of the original first ghost writers and people just didn't know about it oh I don't but, doubt it 
but he I, I, like there was a lot of people with that style like a couple years a couple years after you know yeah. I'm, I'm 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 this and i'm that you know yeah like, like yeah that sounds familiar so smooth was he was really dope i mean i, I wish they had more success they did because he deserved it but when we was on tour especially doing that song broken language like the club would go insane like and but I, yeah i mean that's my origin like and i learned a lot of streets with with, with them dudes <laughs> no no what part of brooklyn are you from I'm from Coney Island. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Shout out to our homie Torre. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yep, Torre. Yeah. That's my man. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brown's just <laughs> wait, wait room. Um, <laughs> Mahmouda, you, you still up? You, you, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I, I, we're not, not going to hold you because I, 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 I was told um, we were on a pitch count. We 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 gotta we gotta get you uh we gotta Not, get you some rest. Y'all good? It's cool. Okay. It's, it's a snow day today, so. Okay. Oh, oh, oh hopefully bring some of that down my way. I'm trying to uh I'm trying oh. to put my feet up. You can have all the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so, your origin story. Mm-hmm. DMV as dummy. Let everybody know. Uh, be more. Uh-huh. Um. DC, you spent some time in Philly. Mm-hmm. How how do you get from you know A to 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 B? Being a you know background singer, a writer, up and coming MC in a group with with eight guys to you know the vintage babies. Uh, well, I didn't start out background singing at all. I, I like I started out rapping. Well, let me go back. My mom's a jazz singer. My mother was, uh, she was the original singer for Dr. Buzz's original Savannah band. She also uh, was in um, a part of the Rat Pack. She had a group called the Bachelorettes that toured with uh, Sammy Davis Jr. So, and my grandmother was a, a choir director in Chicago. So my origins were definitely, um, I can't say R&B. My mom wouldn't even let me listen to R&B when I was a kid. I could only listen to jazz or I could listen to like African music, like Letan Bulu or Nkeba, Himasekela, or um, I could listen to gospel uh, or Native American music. My mom is she's Indian, and um, so that was more my origins. I mean, and then I also got into hip hop real young because uh, my brothers they was like real big on Wu Tang Clan, and my brother used to have a rule that girls could not come on the steps unless you could rap. So. <laughs> I like I could not sit on the front ste- front steps at all until I learned how to rap, and it took me, you know, like a year of just coming out there and just being disrespected and, you know, <laughs> they just joan on you and just you know what I mean just tear down your whole self esteem and you go back in the house and you try again the next day, and um, but I think my brother took some interest in me, like you know what she might be able to rap one day. So he just would really like challenge me, making me like memorize, you know, the RZA, you know, different verses from the RZA, from Ray and Goldface and stuff like that. So, um, but I think- What's your favorite song? Maybe, <laughs> uh, it's hard to say, but I'll tell you the one, I'll say what was more memorable from my childhood okay. possible. 
Call okay. an ambulance, then you've been shot. Worth the Kimmy, don't go, son. Nigga, you my motherfucking heart. Stay still, so don't lose the thing about TV. TV3 and tell you where we can go, neither. Yeah. Like that shit just like, it like, I don't know, pulverized me as a child. Like, like that was like, that was like poetry, you know what I mean? It's like reading, like when I went to college or whatever, you read Williams words, words, and Shakespeare and shit. Like that shit was Shakespeare for me. Like yeah. I'm seeing the whole story, you know, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the family and <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm seeing the whole thing. She running out of her house, cold, she's screaming, she holding a child, da, da, da. So, you know, like that stuff was so cinematic for me. Um, so I used to always just like write out the words and I think I started getting it. It's funny too, because I started getting into like buying my own records. Like Common was one of the first records I ever, like tapes I ever bought of my own, you know, when I was like, I don't know, maybe like 10, you know? And I was like, all right, I can go. My mom would take me to the record store and I could buy tapes on my own. I didn't have to just listen to what my brothers was listening to. I could actually like choose and stuff. And um, I remember Outkast. I remember the first time I heard Outkast. I was like, yo, what is that sound? It's amazing. Like, I need to know what that is. Like, some dude was just like parked outside and I'm just listening. I'm like, yo, what is that song? It was Elevators. It was me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Classic. I was like, oh my God, I got it. And I don't even think I knew how to like get it. You know what I mean? I don't think I got, had it for like a, long, a while after that. Like. I ain't know nobody who had it. You know what I mean? You ain't always have money. You had to like find, like ask around, like, yo, you got that that song? You know what I mean? And um, anyway, so I just got into to hip hop like that. So my first, the rap group that I was in, we were, we had a jazz band and we was rappers. So the band was, you know, we was rapping over jazz music. And that was, you know, mixed with kind of like what I came up in. Um. I, I started doing background a little bit later when I was like in the music industry and trying to just figure out how to navigate the fact that like the soul movement had died and I really didn't want to sing R&B because I just don't like R&B. And, um, you know, I just didn't like the idea that singers couldn't be thinkers. You know what I mean? Singers were more like, they was like uh, clothes hangers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can you expand on that? Because because I, I think we I think we might have a similar belief about. Uh, could you expand on you, how you saying you you didn't want to sing R and B? Um, what yeah. did you well, not want to sing it? I felt like there were a lot of limitations, especially for black artists, especially for black female artists, in terms of the types of concepts that you could sing about. You know, when you listen to other music like folk music, alternative, or country, they get to really tell stories. They they get to even, you know, certain jazz songs, not standard so much, but um, they get to really expand on life, you know, tell stories, uh, have different perspectives. And I felt like R&B was so limiting in terms of what you could be about. You know, it was only a couple different concepts. Did the man cheated on you? You said he won't come back home or, okay, after this nigga, I don't like him no more. Like, you know, like like three or four things you could even say as an R&B singer. And everything was about you selling yourself as a sexual entity and um you know i just never liked it i was just always irritated you know i would come into the studio session and like oh i got something for you and they play some old sappy ass sad ass, <laughs> ass pathetic ass love song and i'd be like man where your heart beats at nobody want to hear this shit you know so yeah. um 
I just I just wanted to be able to express myself creatively and not that I have anything against you know some sappy love songs are really nice but I just um I just felt really trapped inside of that identity that labels wanted to force me into like okay you're pretty you can sing you should fit into that box and I was like that I have no interest I don't even like those girls I have no interest of doing that at all like anyway so um Yes, yeah, so I just was always like trying different stuff, just being eclectic. Like the first project I did is like every like a mix, some rock on there, some folk, some. I'm just mixing as much stuff as possible because I get bored. You know, I'm just like I don't care if y'all don't like this. I think this shit is dope and it's interesting and it keeps me excited about life. Um, right. So yeah, I don't consider myself an R&B singer, but I was um. I can do basically anything. I've been in Afrobeat bands and hip hop bands. Um, you know, I've been in a lot of different types of jazz bands. And so I think I was like trying to figure out as the landscape of the music business was changing, uh, I was trying to figure out just how to stay afloat in terms of making money because I'm just not, I'm not a good employee. You know what I'm saying? I can't. <laughs> I can't work for nobody. Like it just, I never could. I just, it's not my thing, you know? So I started doing, um, I think I, I joined Zap Mama and uh, we were, and which I enjoyed a lot. It's like all acapella doing Congolese music. And um, and I was I was in, in Nigeria with Femi Kuti, with Fela's son. And we was working on music and you know, I just was enjoying myself out there and learning about the culture and stuff. Anyway, I come back to America with him and um, we was doing a show in um, Central Park and Common had walked by and he was like, yo, that's dope. I got a show in Canada for Africa Day. You should come, you know, since you like going to Africa City, you should come and do this show with me or whatever. And yeah, so I was doing that one show and then like, I don't know, five years later, we still was rocking together in the IM. So yeah, I just started doing like background stuff for him. Um, and just learning along the way, like, you know, learning different aspects of the business. And, um, you know, just been, it's been a great opportunity just to be able to, I mean, to, to who, who gets to really rock with like their childhood favorite? Like, you know what I mean? The first, like the first tape I ever bought was like Resurrection, you know, like, okay. And then, Fast forward 10, 15 years, like you on stage. That's amazing. That's all. Wait, for, for, forget being on stage with him. He's on our album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I remember on the mixtape, the intro of the mixtape, he did this really dope. Right. You know, yeah. Like, so that's, I mean. Yo, I, well, I can tell you, you, I don't think you'll have to worry about uh, being somebody's employee. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I, I think I think you're safe right right there. You're you're good. Um, cause I mean you you have you have this energy. Uh, like when when I hear your music, it's it's eclectic in in the best uh, sense of the word. Like your music is it, it feels like a, a live concert. Like to where you get all these different sounds and like how Dummy was saying how. Like you don't want to hear the album when you go to a live show. Yeah. When I hear your albums, I hear a live show inside a studio. If that makes sense. Yeah. And and that's that's for for somebody like me. That's that's all I could ever ask for. 
um when because i don't I, I don't hear an r&b singer when i hear you i obviously i know you could do that if you chose but mm-hmm. I, I just i just hear soul and that's right that's that's, that's, that's what, what i want sense. so that that makes me happy you know what i mean because in terms of soul music I, I, i'll be soul all day long you know what i mean like i love james brown's definition he said soul music is going through hard times and getting over having the strength to get through it and um yeah, this you know what I mean. It's like it's the human, it's the some he said something like it's the resilience of the human spirit. That's what soul music is. Nice. Like so, yeah. I mean, and and even like creating with Dummy, I really enjoy it because he you knows sometimes I go off the deep end just to prove like a point or just because I feel like it. And he can always reel me back in, and I listen to Dummy, you know. So he'd be like, "Move, no, we're not doing that," <laughs> you know. And I'm like, okay, okay, you know what I mean? Or sometimes I'm like, oh, let's try this, you know, this chorus sound, or let's do this, da, da, da. and he'd be like, all right, yeah, let's try that, you know? So it's a really good balance between him and that, you know, he keeps yeah. going off the deep end, you know, and I, you know, I help him venture out, and and we, we but, meet in a go place in the middle, yeah. So, yeah, so going back, go, hold on, going back to the definition of like soul music, like all of those points is right, but, and, Soul music is emotion, and that's so important. That's why there is no real soul music today. The soul music of our past, like Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, uh, Gladys Knight, like those records made you feel a certain way. Whether they made you think about socially what was going on, or or the next song will make you feel like you're in love. The next song will make you be like, black is beautiful. That's what soul music is. It's a it soul music touches your inner emotions, and when she sings, when she writes, she touches your inner emotions. Whether it's her, whether it's her story, it makes you feel it, and that's what soul music is. So we we just in a in a I think a lot of people are in search of great soul music and i think that's why we're getting so much love right now because people like artists are afraid to make this kind of music again but this is this is what we live artists black artists are afraid to make soul music other races are not but black artists for some reason are afraid well i think you guys are the soul music i think i think like you guys i think common it it is soul music the roots I do. I, I there, there there's a soul music. It may not be, it may not be that with Marvin Gaye and those guys were, but for our time that we're in in, in 2018, you guys are the soul. So that's why, that's why I appreciate what you do because I, I agree with you that we don't have enough artists that we enjoy making, you know, soul music or or even just quality music for, the, for that matter i mean we, right we we search them out and we and we find them that's that's what that's what we strive to do but you know on the from what from what gets promoted and what gets seen that's it's not it's very it's very top heavy it's soulless but like yeah term. everybody just want to turn up that's yeah. it <laughs> um dummy now we would be remiss because uh anytime we have a dj on here we've had uh, a couple um anytime we've had a conversation with them we, we like to ask them about character. now we don't want you to give away you know the secrets of the wu-tang we, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that
competing and, and doing that. And those that are familiar with you know that you you went pretty far once upon a time. Um, as, as far as you know, taking your routine and your skills on that stage. Um, just uh, if you can, just give us some info. Like, what what type of mixer are you using right now? We got some people that would probably really be um, interested in that. Like, how um, you're using technology uh, as far as when you DJ now. Uh, well, one thing I'm never, I don't care what anybody says, I'm never giving up my turntables. Yeah, I'm nice. always, always going to use Technique 1200. Nice. I don't, I don't even care if they give me different kind of turntables. I'm like, no, I want Technique 1200. But the reason for that, there are a lot of better turntables with technology today. Right. But using Technique 1200s, it's because I remember when I first saw them back in the 80s. I've been DJing since 84. Yeah. When I first, you know, and... You said before I was born. I'm messing you up. Look. <laughs> he, was, he was a kid winning championships, man. He was... So, I remember seeing them and then asking my mother, Ma, can you get... Can we, you know, me and my older brother, he's DJ LS1. He's like, look, Ma, can you buy us these turntables? And we went to the store, which was called Nobody Beats the Wiz. Oh, yeah. We we went there and she saw the 399 tag on it. And she's like, y'all are out your damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we in Brooklyn, Coney Allen. Paying three ninety nine for one turntable, not the pair. Right. For one turntable, my mother and you know, again, I'm a, I'm I'm a kid. My brother's a young teenager. She didn't know that this was going to be our career. Neither did we. Right. But just the fact that I couldn't afford them makes me every time it's in my contract, I have to have these turntables every show I do because. Just to, just to remind myself of where I came from. Yeah. I, there was a time when I could not buy those. Right. And at that time, those were the greatest turntables. Like, if you had those turntables, you was the man. Yeah. So, right. it's just a reminder of where I come from. And this is what I crafted my skills on. Nice. Now, as far as Mixer, you know, okay, I, I upgraded. I'm on, I use Tractor V2. Mm. Well, I, I yeah, I hate Serato, and I'm gonna say it again. I hate Serato. One more time, I hate Serato. <laughs> why, wait, why? Why do you hate it though? Serato is the worst software. Period. For two reasons. One, Serato made anybody a DJ. Okay. Two, the quality sucks. Like, like they, as they, far as like the glitches and, and some the of glitches the... and the sound of it, mm. the, the way. The bit rate is it's the sample rate is it's terrible. So I'm not gonna go deep into that. But I use Tractor, which is a whole lot more complicated. Yeah. It took me a, a while to understand it, but it was my craft. So I sat there and learned it. If Serato was as complicated as Tractor was, a lot of people wouldn't be DJs. Because it, it's just Oh, I got a laptop. Serato puts the song there for me, and I can match the BPMs. I'm a DJ now, so it, it, it's just very, very disheartening for me. So the the, but, fra the frauds get exposed, though. I mean, there, there are some guys out here that are, that are, that are sneaking by 
but definitely anybody that that knows you know, as far as your ear like you said how it doesn't sound good to your ears you're right the fraud the frauds are, are, are being exposed and you know you 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 can't you can't fake it you know um but for so long so you, you i i feel what you're saying for sure it definitely has opened up the market but um, the truth does come to the light eventually um, with yeah. all of these guys. So, so uh, but, but, but still, basically, that's it. That's all I use. Um, okay. Native Instruments, the Tractor Z1. And I also use the F1 on stage. Okay. And that's, that's, the, that's my controller. So, like, when we're doing a lot of vintage baby stuff, I have different stems. So, if I want to drop the sample out, I can drop just the sample. If I could just add her backgrounds, I can like I can do all of that with tractor on the fly. Okay. So that's that's what I use. Yeah, like I said, we, we you know like we got some nerds. Um, say that uh, affectionately. We got some nerds that anytime we have you know musical directors, producers, DJs, they they they're interested in what you guys use to produce. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Yep. Thank absolutely. Yeah. Man, I just wanted to thank y'all again for uh, for rocking with us. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, you could be anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, but you're rocking with us. We appreciate it. Um, so, so obviously the album came out last year. Uh, you guys, you know, have performed um, live and, and gotten out there. What what are the plans for for this year? We have a lot going well, on. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot going on. Um, we got a, we got shows coming up in um, Miami on mm-hmm. May twelfth. Yeah. Um, then we got um, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, Ju- June fourteenth. Yeah, there is a fourteenth. And my Muna is really ha- harassing me. She want to get to back to recording already. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so ready. I'm ready. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to create some stuff now, so she be, you know, be ready. And we shooting our next video uh, next week. Yeah, we. Oh, nice. And we're also doing a doing a live, um, a live filming of a concert uh, in DC. So. Oh, that's gonna be fire. Yeah, and we're like, you know, three cameras, sound, pro tools, track out everything. So really y'all, dope. y'all would have an amazing live album. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, if y'all oh, yeah. it's, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the making of it. I know we have. We're gonna do Kennedy Center uh, in October, so that should be really amazing. But they also do the same thing. They track out everything and do a you know a live visual recording. And uh, we're working on our own tour dates for the summer. Um, oh, Tiny Desk. We yeah. got our own Tiny Desk. We're doing Tiny oh, nice. Desk. Oh, yeah. man. We're going to be on two weeks. So it's a lot of little stuff that's bubbling, you know. When, so. when you're coming out to the beach, man, like, it, I got to fight for you people or, or I got to I gotta, I gotta make plans to, to, to come see some of y'all. I got to get I gotta get y'all out here. This beach. Virginia Beach. Oh, okay. I used to always come out there in summer. My mom has land not far from there. I used to always come out there in the summer. Wow. I mean, the water not that clean, but you know, I enjoy it. Oh, I, 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 oh no, 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 no. I, let's be clear. I don't, I don't get in that water at all. I, I, I just live out here. Not in the beach, but to the beach. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm in the, the the zip code, but not yeah. in the in the by the ocean. Yeah, I used to come out there, uh, hang out with Knott, you know, go to Knott's studio. That's raw. Shout out to Knott, man. 
Nice. Yeah, man. One of the one of the most incredible producers right here. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like the little little mecca for producers on on the low though. Oh yeah. Bing oh, yeah. and Knots and Timberland and Pharrell. Pharrell, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, Knots sure. yeah, is my man. That's my dude right there. Again, through because of Smooth Hustler and because um, Knots is producing Boogie Man. Which, yeah. yeah, from under Smoother Hustler, so yeah. that's that's I've been running with Notch. I just I just was at a show and uh and, and Boogie came out and did a couple tracks. Yeah. Um, yep. We uh we definitely appreciate you guys rocking with us. Like we said, um, this this was more than we what we could have asked for. Uh, we we appreciate uh, you guys kind of burning the midnight oil and, and taking time out to to talk to us. Um. Just uh, one last pill. I know you probably got one one last thing you you want to ask. Uh, yeah, man, it's something we we do uh with with all our guests. Uh, the homie uh Davis, he he got a chance to partake. Uh, something we call uh tip for tap three sixty five. It's just a quick rapid fire, see the this or that. Um, you get you guys uh you guys down to uh to uh try it out. Okay. I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, it, all right, so so here we go. So so Vi, if I say Midnight Marauders, you say what? Low end theory, and then the person has to pick which one they prefer or what they would select if they had to select one of the two. Which one had butter on it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna that's be low the low end theory. That's then that's my that, that's the one I'm with. Okay. And my Muna, how about you? Uh that's hard. <laughs> oh, I ain't said it was gonna be easy. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Check the rhyme was on low in theory as well, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah, yeah, low in theory. That's the one yeah. I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, there's no wrong answer. Yeah, there is no wrong answer. Literally, I'm, there's no wrong answer. I'ma just go ahead, just just I'm going Midnight Marauders, okay? Hey! Yeah. All right, so one end, I feel the other end. Between the two of us. Hey. All right, all right. So, Vi, if I say re- re- resurrection, you say what? Uh, the present is a gift, and I just want to be. Hmm. So, which, which one out of those two? Hmm. Album or song? Uh, album. Album. I, I'm gonna I gotta go with B. I'm gonna sing Resurrection. <laughs> I used to love it was on Resurrection. Come on. Like, All right. Yeah. Reason being, reason being, Common was almost through. Mm. But when he came with B, that yeah. that resurrected his career. No, there, there, there. <laughs> the, yeah. hey, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, but, but no, that, yeah. Vada tell you that is that is one of my all time favorite albums. Like like we I, I drove I, I lived in I lived in in Florida. I lived about two and a half hours away from Orlando. I drove I actually had my wife drive us to Orlando on we had to go to work the next day to see Com at the Hard Rock in Orlando. And and then we drove back and then went to work. That just to see that he'll perform that album it was it was it was amazing too by the way um, yeah. i was on that record too we, yes we, my moon my moon is on b <laughs> we, 
Uh, let's see, let's see if we can guess without without going to the liner notes. Oh, Lord. um, uh, it's your world. Your world? No, that's Balai. Nope. Yeah, I know, that's I know, Balai was on there. I thought you might have snuck a vocal in the. No. <laughs> no, no. Tommy was he turned his vocals out. I was like, why are your vocals so loud in my turn your vocals down? Like <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well no, come on. Next guess. Uh, uh, love is? I don't know. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Nice. Nice. See now we gotta listen to that a hundred times tonight. Yeah, now 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 yeah, now I gotta and I, I've listened to it a million times. I got I guess I a million and one is the is the is the one that was right. such a that was such a dope song produced by the great Jay Dillon, man. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> um Phil we got one more, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, so we we, we all right, here we go. If I say Kane, you say Rock him a lot. Kane. No question. I knew I knew you were going no there. No question. I, 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 I knew I knew you were going there. I, 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 and I knew exactly. I mean, there's no there, again, there's no wrong answer for that one. But I, 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 I think I know why you why that was so quick on the on the trip. Yeah, that was easy. For him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to say Kane too. Ooh. I mean, that, that's get home. I just can't hold of, of cadence, like I don't know. I feel like his his cadence. Yeah. I mean, they you know, it can still be relevant in style. You know. Oh, it, it's still. I'm. I, I'll tell you this, Bod. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw them both live. They were they were together on the same bill mm. a couple months ago. The the, the Kane show, the, the stage performance, incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it is. It, it, he's he's a perfect live performer. Like, yep. it's, 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 he's a flawless performer. Like, it's, y'all, it's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there it is. Uh, uh, Kane came with the clean sweep. <laughs> Man, we, we appreciate you guys being so, uh, being so kind and rocking out with us again. Um, just let the people know anything else that they need to know before uh, we get yeah, out of here. They can find you on, out in the world in social media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my handle is just Mumu Fresh, M U M U Fresh, uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, I mean, all what well, if you go to my website, mumufresh.com, all my handles are there. Um, but I'm pretty probably the most active on um, on Instagram, um, to find our stuff collectively as the Vintage Baby. It's just the vintage babies on Instagram and on um, Facebook and Twitter. Wait, is it that on, on Facebook, Johnny? Yeah. Okay. No, uh, the, the, the real. Uh, the real. The real. The vintage? real vintage baby. Yeah. Not some fakers out there. <laughs> and, and and everybody, please, if if you have the opportunity, if you do go uh, to her website, please go to Inspire Merch. Uh, oh, yeah. there's there's at least uh three shirts maybe all four uh that that are here for for your for your uh for your liking for your taking uh definitely the uh the mumu african shirt yeah. uh that that's that's the one for me so you, you oh, might see me might see me rocking that at a local uh coffee shop getting some uh tea. 
it's crazy. A lot of people started making like memes and stuff just from like different lyrics, you know, from my rap verse or whatever. Yeah. My girlfriend just came to me. She does like a lot of merchandise. She just came to me like with this idea, like, look, move. Yeah. <laughs> well, the rest of the world, stop making t-shirts with this. Yeah, hey. my first on it. No, that's real. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, that's what you need to do. Capitalize on it. That's right. Yeah, especially because it's like, you know what I mean? It's all types of wild shit that people subscribe to and have that big. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? It's not productive. Like, so it's like, <laughs> and, and, yep. and please, on your on your streaming services or or if you, you're feeling real froggy, go out and uh, hit, hit the, uh, the iTunes music store, pick up Vintage Babies, the album. It's, it's right. Please, thank you. Well, I mean, and you can reach me at I am DJ Dummy on Twitter. And it's just DJ Dummy on Instagram. Or my website is djdummythegenius.com. And you can catch us both at theventuresbabies.com. There it is. You know what? I do think B had more hits. <laughs> but resurrection is, is just personally personal to me. <laughs> no, no, I get it. It's, it's that it's that album that that you first connected with. So I I, I, I get it. It's that. You, but, you know, he was in a different way. Like, yeah, that one and one day it all makes sense. Yeah, But Kanye was on top of his game when yeah. B came out. Yeah. I, I, I've argued in, um, you know, I, I I get into this all the time. I think it's the best produced album he's ever done, and a lot of people don't agree with me. I don't, I don't really. It doesn't really matter if you agree or not. It's just how I feel. You see him shaking his head, uh, and he doesn't agree. Nah. But his I, best pro- his best produced album is Graduation. Man, talk to him, dummy. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> man, talking about. It, graduation it's not, it's not even close graduation has amazing hits but i'm talking about as far as a concise so single like straight through project it just it flows so effortlessly it it's 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 like one stream of consciousness um Dummy has is, spoken. is that <laughs> graduation <laughs> better than college dropout no oh yeah Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Graduation. Oh no no no! Hold on. Like First, if, you just, if you just go through um, graduation, morning, I do like better than college dropout. But, but if I you just go through good. good morning, champion, I wonder. Oh my gosh! But stronger. But okay, that's 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 the third song. But if you just the first four songs, before you even get to, you can't tell me nothing. You, you've all you've but, already. But you, know, you got you got beat. Nah. I like no, it, I'm talking about just a stream of content. You could just put it on and just ride out. Like sh- stronger throws everything off. It's not a bad song, but it just throws everything off <laughs> when you when you listen to it. Ha- has, hashtag dummy has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Kanye always keeps the best beats for himself anyway. So it's gonna be hard for anyone to have a better album <laughs> than him. He's not giving you his best beat. That's right. Who you are? <laughs> wow, they had they say on that album. Yeah, they yeah. say well. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. album is crazy. <laughs> nah, he, he nah. Com, Com said my niggas didn't know it was me, like uh, Jamie and Ray. Yo. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that Yo. was. Hey, hey, because yeah. one of the things, the food before before we go before we get out of here, the food. I I were you were you in were you in the studio when they did that by chance? 
No, I wasn't. No. Because oh, the reason I asked is because like the, the the version that they used on the album is the version you guys did on the Chappelle show. On the Chappelle show, right? Yeah, because. So I, I mean, we've all heard. The, when we yeah. had when we had the advance, we were like, oh no. No, like don't do that. Like, yeah, like yeah. yeah, like we this is we were we were we were still. It was too, it was too produced. Like the the yeah, album yeah. version was too produced. It was right. like when it, it, it had no it had no soul. Right. It, it, yeah. It was no feeling. It was it was like it was it, it sounded like the the chessmen did it, and and, <laughs> <laughs> and but the the version that you guys use with. That I don't know who I'm. I'm assuming it was probably Kanye's call to, to use that one, but that I was, have that, no idea who made that call. But that, yeah, that, I, that was brilliant. Like I just I just had to say that because it, it I I accidentally played the the studio version. It, it popped up on on my uh, on my phone, um, and it, it it just it just ruined it. Like it, <laughs> it, yeah. it, I mean, and it's the same exact song. It's the same exact lyrics. It, it just don't have that feeling. But again, that's uh, real, real quick. That's what I'm. That's what the what I'm talking about. Performance is like you don't want to hear the album when you're performing. So even though it was Dave Chappelle and it wasn't a real band, it was just turntables. We performed it differently because you don't want to hear the same record live. Like, like, it, you, like it, when you you cut out the uh, the the, the jigger jigger on the blacks and rims, and it went droop. Right, went back into it like that's just right. the little yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, 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 mean, I, I hadn't even met you yet. I don't think we knew each other back then. Nope, not not with the B album. No, oh. yeah, we met, but we wasn't. We yeah, wasn't working. maybe like one time or something yeah. backstage because I remember like watching that from uh, Poison Studio. You know, like like when uh, when Dave Chappelle would come on, everybody would leave out of the studio. Nobody would record while Chappelle was on. Everybody, like all the roof guys, yeah, it was my CTV out of the studio and come watch Chappelle like in the lobby. That was like a real thing. No one recorded when Chappelle was on. I remember watching that performance in the studio. Like, oh my god, that's. Incredible. I'm gonna tell you, I thought I was rich because that was the that's when I first got a DVR, and the first <laughs> thing that I DVR was was yeah. that episode. And like, it had literally came. Uh, they had brought it out to the house that morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, I don't need a well, tape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave y'all with this, with this gym that nobody knows. There's actually a recording of they say on Chappelle's show. Oh, it was recorded for 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 um season three, which never came out. Oh. So there's a tape somewhere of us performing they say and Kanye doing. Um, a new song for the first time that never came out. So there, there's this little gym around there somewhere so, that so somebody Dave got. Sitting on those. He probably got those out at the compound in Ohio somewhere. Wow. Yep. We performed bass and it was so, it, like we performed it live and it, it was so freaking insane. Was John, Le- John Legend was there too? Yeah, Le- John was oh, there too. Wow. <laughs> oh man, you you gotta make some phone calls, man. I gotta, I gotta see the, I gotta, the world need to see that. Wow, that was so crazy. Tissue and the tape exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Vintage Babies. This Thank y'all, great. brother. All right, Thank now y'all. we'll, we'll, yes, we'll talk yes. to y'all soon. Hopefully, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for the love and support, man. Really. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. We did it, by. That was another, awesome. A, another victory. That was awesome. Yes, yes.
Yeah, no, we we definitely uh, got to go back and listen to uh, B now. I'm about to listen to it as soon as, as, soon as, we, <laughs> as, soon as we get off the. Uh... <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, that was a vintage baby. That was Moo Fresh, and that was DJ Dummy, uh, two uh, legends in the making. Uh, DJ Dummy in his own right. I mean, you heard him. He's been DJing since 1984. DJ at the White House. Come on, Obama. <laughs> DJ for Prince. Look, hold on. I gotta say, yo, yeah. we, yo, he DJ for President Obama at the White House. So let, let's <laughs> let's just, let's let's make that very very extremely true. clear. Yeah, no, that's very true. Mm. But um, definitely just uh, inspiring talking to people with, with that type of immense talent and that much love for their craft. And what she what she said about R and B music, Phil. I think you can uh, put that on a T shirt and run with that now. Yeah, because that, that's exactly that's, that's, that's the that's the manifesto right there. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, soul music, whether it's um, whether it's beats and rhymes, uh, whether it's uh, you know melodies and hooks, or whether it's spoken word and just uh, the feeling that you get from the emotion of the orator. Uh, soul music is, is is something that's undeniable, and it's something that they do very well. So I, I'm I'm excited that we uh, diversified our bonds on that one, Absolutely. and um and had them as guests. Shout to Alexis. Um, she and, did and the, yeah, she had a double <laughs> double salute, the Ti double salute, and um, uh, hey, we we working for you. You know, we we definitely want to uh. We, we want to be your, your favorite podcast. We want to be your favorite website, and uh, we, we want to we want to make sure that we, we bring you nothing but quality music because um, everything is hip hop. Absolutely. Hey, bye. Yeah. You know what it is, baby. Yeah. Uh, Phil Matter, take us out with the fader. Okay, gang. Work for the money, live for the love, die for what you believe in. This is Tissue in the Tape. It's the home of the MC and the soul singer. Yes. Respect he holds. They do hip hop better than you. Oh, this is Tissy in the tape. Like that, Daddy. Like that, baby. up and say some shit that's ratchet forgive me i'm a work in progress most days i'm conscious still i'm a product of my west baltimore environment so please excuse the nip in me if i get out of pocket in my first class seat if i don't give a about what you're saying to me if i'm too big for my britches then give me a sheep i need room to grow i'm still figuring it out and if you say you ain't you lying hell you talking about balancing single parenting with music business leveraging can get discouraging my mind stay worrying every morning to try again Consummating paper to pen French toast, scrambled eggs, hot toddy with gin Homeschool my baby boy to make his mind a weapon He the coolest dude I ever known, I'm grateful for him He an angel, how you singing that we made him and send me a 
and my baby father just couldn't keep it together He say I hit him in his mouth, don't believe what he tell you Some things are only meant for a season I used to hate him, now I tell him thank you when I see him I was a plant, he was a seed Love and pain watered us and a man-child came to be Most things ain't meant forever May 22nd, 2007, we split up I slept in a car, breastfeeding a baby for half a year For reasons like pride and fear I've been through so much shit, I'm surprised I'm still standing So every time I see a mirror, I pose, damn it It's a celebration, every time I'm waking Even if my angels wake me out, my dreams shaking I'm saying, yeah, one love to my nephew Khalil You a king, I can see why God chose you for his And through your two sons, forever you live These Baltimore streets ain't deserve you, kid And if we find them up, then you know what it is My bad, I ain't supposed to be talking like this But this pain don't contain political correctness I let it pour out, however it comes For every son of every mother who never get to recover Still trying to find new reasons to live To keep pushing forward, now with a rawness Like the north when it ravaged the garden, freezing it over Trust in the Lord, it'll be okay The mountain